Welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought. This is episode number 146, and we kick things off talking a little bit of the disappointment we have in Facebook with the new layout. It turns out we are just too old, and it's time to get rid of it. And then Ricks tells us a story of one of his firsts. It has to do with bees, and in doing so, we talk a little bit about the observance of nature, and near the end, we talk a little bit about the military activity that has been going on in the country. It seems, after all, we are living in a dystopia, one that you might see exist in sci-fi films, coming to reality. So with that being said, episode number 146 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. So what do you... What are you uh, watching for on cnn because you told me earlier you were like oh i'm ready whenever just scrolling through cnn oh i, I was just looking at i thought you hated cnn no 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 no. i was saying i was scrolling through news i do i think cnn is a pretty poor news source but it, it is kind of comprehensive so i can appreciate it for what it is but i tend i tend to spread out my views i've got like five major websites that i look at look at cnn huffington post fox news as like the three sensational polarized things where it's like huffington post super liberal Fox News, super conservative, CNN, super sensational. Then I look at uh, Vox, which tends to be an explainer-type uh, news source, and then uh, 538, which is statistics-based. And then ESPN and Weather Channel as well. So I, I t- <laughs> You got everything. I, I spread around. Dude, like, <laughs> seriously, my, my, I've, got, I've got my little quick, quick access bars that I'm always scrolling through. There's always something What's new. your ideal setup if, if, uh, if, you could just select a certain setup, like the number of monitors that you could have. What would be your setup like? How many different monitors would you have? What would they have on them? That's a good question. That's actually a really good question. I would say I lean towards, I feel like two, well, you know, it's kind of my setup right now because I've got, I've got the massive TV, which is hooked up to a USB cord on my Chromebook. So I've got those two and then I've got this computer as well. So I could in theory have three. I think normally I only need two though. I, I, I think ideally if I had two separate monitors and a and a laptop or something like that to be able to operate on all three different ones simultaneously, that would be ideal. I'm a super multitasker when it comes to online stuff. Because like, dude, when I'm editing our podcast I, I normally have multiple screens open and I'm I'm while I'm waiting for things to render or whatever, I'm on some other site or set it writing the description or you know, prepping all that stuff. So yeah, no, I, I definitely think though, at, at the very least I've become so accustomed to two monitors that it's hard to live without. At BAS we had three, um, and that just became kind of a integrated like, oh, this is nice. You can kind of switch between monitors and do different things at the same time, like multitask. That like my dream comes so, true. So as somebody who is forced to use Facebook with uh, Bishop all about it, right. what do you think of this new layout? Because, I, I, one, I am never on Facebook. I have not been on Facebook for pro- – I mean, I check it sometimes. I mean, the only time I'm on it is when we do the podcast, and it's not on my phone. I don't ever go on. It's been probably a couple of years. But I went on and uh, when we were doing the – episode last week or the week before and i was like what is this dude, what the hell just happened here dude i feel you this new layout i am not a fan of this new layout and actually joe uh with the saint joseph mission church 
I think I've mentioned this before, but we're we're trying to transition to YouTube. We just can't keep operating on Facebook. I mean, the and I'm I I just I do not like the new layout, and it's just very yeah non non conducive to whatever it is that we're trying to do. So yeah, I'm I'm not a fan. But you had sent me a text saying I think I'm going to delete my account. <laughs> that's that's how that's how irritated you were. I don't think you, you can. Well, also just because I never use it, I don't think you can actually delete your account. I think they store it, and then if you ever want it, you just sign in again. I just don't use it for anything. Fun story about deleted accounts. This is kind of a side note that I had my original profile that I had set up back in I think the end of high school, um, all the way through twenty fifteen or whatever, and I ended up deleting it. I can still. So I've tried accessing it. Uh, about two times now, I think, where you got to like fill out the details. It takes forty eight hours for them to process it to get it back up. But they're like, here's your here's your passcode. It expires in twenty four hours. Like you can log in and reactivate your account. And I've just never gotten around to following up in those twenty four hours. Whenever I get the email, I was looking at it like two days later, like, oh crap. Okay, well, so it's not reactivated because there's a lot of nice photos that are from my childhood. Oh, you created a new Facebook account? Yeah, the, the one that I have right now is a new Facebook account. The old one had all my my previous uh, experiences and a lot oh, a lot of really I didn't know that photos that I don't have anywhere else either. Let's see, and then that goes out. I but, was not aware. So, yeah, the one that I have right now was created in, uh, I want to say, 2016 um, when I started getting back on my feet and figured, okay, well, just fresh start, clean slate. Uh, but at the same time, lose a lot of connections with people who you had from many years ago. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one of those Yeah, but do you still need those connections? I don't, but I do want to access the photos because there's a lot of really cool photos. There are photos for me playing like football in high school and I would love to have, and, okay. and a couple of college football pictures as well. So I, in theory, I would like to have those just in case Facebook like implodes and that data is not available in the future. I just, it's not on the top of my priority list. So Yeah. I did that several years ago, copied all of the photos that were on Facebook and put them into iPhoto. I can't remember exactly when, but I did it for that reason. I was like, ah, there's too many photos that are only on Facebook and not anywhere else, so I need to make sure I archive them. That's a recommendation I would give to anybody, seriously. The, like, download those photos that you love from Facebook, because you never know what's going to happen. Get it on your own personal drive. Yeah, it's just got... The whole webpage now, it just has too much going on. I'm sure it's quite alluring to those who are 12 or 13, you know, but for people who were there when it first started. Right. When you change, when you change the mechanics and the dynamics of interaction with that particular website, it's like it, it, it's so, I mean, we, we all adjust to it, but I don't think that people are obsessed with Facebook the way that they were five years ago. It's not like we need Facebook to be able to interact with other people via social media. Now you've got Twitter, Instagram, all these other platforms that it's like Facebook, you know, you want to reinvent yourself all well and good, but realize that you're going to, you're going to be losing some valued, some valued customers <laughs> for your, for your advertisement blitzes. Yeah. They don't give a shit. The ones valued customers, we're a thing of the past onto the future. Man, they got Russia, they got Russia. So who else do they need? Really? Russia and China. <laughs> I wonder if the day will ever – I mean I'm sure it will, but I was trying to think the other day. I'm like, oh man, I wonder when Instagram will go out the door because I, I mean all these new apps are coming out and TikTok is like the biggest thing right now. 
I downloaded TikTok and I deleted it right away. Good for and you. And then I tried I downloaded it. Thank you. I downloaded it again, like I don't know, a week or two after that, uh, and then I immediately de- no, and then I immediately de- deleted it yay. again. And uh, Kyle had said it best. He said something along the lines of he was asking me like, "Do you use TikTok?" And I'm like, "No." And he's like, "Yeah, I feel like TikTok is a few generations below us." I'm like, dude, you're right. Like, I stopped after Instagram. <laughs> TikTok and whatever else is out there. It's just I just don't use it. And now I can see we were 10 or 15 years ago when you are asking our parents or grandparents, like, what do you mean you don't use email? And it's like, are you serious? Right. Now I'm starting to get that. Yeah. You know? What do you mean you don't have a cell phone? Hello? Bro. And I understand that now because it's just – it's eh, you're just getting older and – it's, it, just don't it, really have any use for that. Right, yeah, and I feel like TikTok. I mean, I, I, so it, <laughs> it's kind of... However, I will yeah. say this. Cell phones and email are, are actual tools of communication, whereas social media is a completely different ballgame. I mean, it's its own thing. Oh, totally. As far as networking and promotion and business goes and all that. But, uh, yeah, I'm perfectly fine just using Instagram. Oh, yeah, totally. You don't use LinkedIn, do you? No, I deleted that shit a few years ago. I was not, I was not about to play that dumbass game. I mean, that's some corporate bullshit that I was not about. You know, it's a good, it's right, a good networking it was, tool, but it, it, it definitely it wasn't for me. Right? Yes. No. It's definitely, it's definitely not for people who are millennials or younger. But for those that are used to that sort of business networking thing, kind of in a virtual space now, it's definitely more. Like my mom loves LinkedIn. She has. She has like something like ten thousand connections on LinkedIn. It's Jesus fucking crazy. Christ. Well, I was gonna say LinkedIn is more business oriented, straight to the point, kind of corporate. White. I feel like it's kind of white collar, professional. Totally. I mean, yeah, absolutely. In Instagram, Instagram, you can accomplish the same thing, but it's just for the the younger generation. I mean, and there's legitimate businesses on there, like, you know, but it's just the new and improved, I feel, you know? LinkedIn is black and white. Instagram is color. LinkedIn is PC. Instagram is that Mac. Like the old Mac commercials. Remember the old Mac commercials with Justin Long from like 10 years ago, 10 or 15 years ago? I don't know who Justin... This is a Mac. I don't know. This is a PC. Oh, that... I I didn't... I And it was that older dude with the glasses, with the suit, and then the younger younger guy was Justin Long. He's an actor. Okay, I... Did not know that. Uh, no, I know what you're talking about. I didn't know he had – like I didn't know his name. I didn't know you would know his name. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, it was funny because last night I was watching um, – the other night I was watching the movie Swordfish. And I was like, oh, I didn't know Sam Shepard was, was in this movie. Oh, Tate Donovan is not too. And then I thought of you because I watch movies and when I recognize actors – it's because I'm an actor and I follow this, but like someone like yourself would not have any idea who those people are, even though they're extremely well respected in the industry and have been doing this craft for, you know, 30 plus years. They're, they were, I guess you can say, or people like that, you know, they're the younger generation or people like yourself aren't attuned to those figures. It's more people that are in your face, A-list, the people that you see in magazines. But I watch films and I recognize a ton of actors and actresses who have been doing this for 30 or 40 years. And I just thought of that when I saw it. I was like, oh, yeah, Ricks would have no idea who these people are. Dude, uh, so that's actually – because I was just thinking to myself, there was a compilation on YouTube that was talking about – or that was showing videos of – 
like famous actors and musicians early like super like in their late teens early 20s doing like commercials for various enterprises and it's like i think the weirdest one i saw was oh gosh it was t-pain or something like that doing a commercial for subway or a commercial for taco bell or something like that and it was just so oh, back in the day like back in the 80s or something like that yeah oh wow no yeah it was very interesting i it, it is very interesting to see how people progress i mean i guarantee you though when we look back at this podcast in like 10 years from now when we're when we're rich and famous and doing our own thing <laughs> well you maybe not me but you'll be supporting my church so same thing <laughs> we'll, we'll be look, we'll be looking back at that and... so i have uh i have a first that i experienced i don't know if okay. you're interested in hearing that lay it on me i'm very interested in it. all right so this is something that i've mentioned offhanded several times over the course of the past decade and a half that we've known each other and been friends i believe that i've mentioned several times that i've never been stung by a bee a wasp, a no. hornet, a yellow jacket. I've Wait. never mentioned that. Are you kidding me? Really? You have never been stung by a bee. Never been stung. Never been stung. Let me, let me say this. Let me say this real quick. Let me interject. I was in my courtyard a few months ago, and there was there was a bee that was – it was like on its back on the concrete or something like that. And so I had picked it up to put it in the garden, and then it died. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't – like, oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. I did not intend to kill this bee. I don't know what happened. I was very careful. I didn't – like, I don't – I have no idea what happened. Right. And then within maybe a minute, all of a sudden, my thumb, my thumb started oh. to hurt real bad. And I was like – and I was like – I was like, what the fuck? I felt this really sharp pain, like – I felt all of this pain concentrated into an area the size of the head of a needle on my thumb. And I was like, what the fuck? And this happened like a minute later. And I look and I see the stinger. So when I had picked up this bee because it was like on its back, I was, I, when I was trying to help this bee, it had stung me. But I didn't realize it stung me, oh, and that's why it died. Man. Because after they sting somebody, yeah, they die. One, and I didn't stinger. feel it until maybe like a minute later. And it was a very sharp pain. I was like, what the fuck? And I thought then I could not remember the last time I got stung by a bee. Yeah. Uh, I will say, just interjecting, that it is very sad that bees die. Like bees, one of the most productive insects in that insect kingdom dies after they lose their stinger that's that's just really sad to me that it's like oh i mean they're they're like the least harmless where you got hornets and wasps they can just like poke you over and over again just insert venom into you like as many times as they want and they'll just live on but they don't pollinate plants so it's like what the hell you've actually got a useful insect and yeah so anyway they take one for the team uh just as a as a brief background because i i can't believe that i'd never mentioned that offhandedly at some point that yeah, I I remember one of my earliest memories was back when I was, oh, this was like one of those flashbulb memories when I was like 10 to 13 years old, super, super young. And I remember seeing it was a bee or a hornet or something like that. It was a, a black and yellow insect that was flying around on the sidewalk. And I was walking down and I saw it like around my face 
and I literally turned and bolted. I ran as fast as I could away from that and back in the house because I was like, I'm not going to get stung. And ever since then, I have this weird thing where it's, I don't know if it's, it might be a phobia or something like that, but uh, whenever I see a a dangerous stinging insect, aside from mosquitoes, I freak out and I'm just like, I'm just stepping away. I'm going to an enclosed space. I'm not going to let it interfere with me. So yeah, that's, uh, that, that was my early childhood experience of, of dealing with, with stinging insects. So, uh, that, yeah, I, do you have any, do you have any comments from that? I feel as though that's, that's, that's worth a little bit of ridicule, but I will say this real quick. One time, because uh, I don't have any memories where I got stung by a bee as a kid and started crying my eyes out. But I do recall, I feel like as a child, remembering, oh shit, bees. If you get stung by a bee, that is that is just the end of it. I don't remember ever having like traumatic experience where I ever got stung. Or if I did, I don't think it was as big as a bee, of a deal as I thought it was. But one time, I don't remember this, but my mom told me that when we were at, do you remember Cosley Farm, Cosley's Farm? It's yeah, still there. Yeah, 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 totally. We went there so every year. So we would year. go there sometimes. Yeah, we, yeah, I would go there all the time as a kid with friends or with my cousins when they would visit or just with my mom. And she would tell me, she told me one time I was there with one of my childhood friends and he was eating a lollipop. And a oh, bee no. landed on his lollipop, oh, and he wasn't looking, no! and he put it in his mouth, no! and the bee stung his tongue. Oh, that's horrible. And he and he just lost it. I don't remember this, but my mom told me that. Oh, my God. That would be my nightmare scenario. No, like, no joke. That, like, getting getting it in your mouth, your ear, or your eyes would just... I was about to say the eye, yeah. Like... Well, and yeah, when my, when my dad, like he, my dad has a story when he was young, he ended up stepping on a, I think it was a hornet or something like that. It might've been a bee hornet with bare feet and it just stung him like two or three times before it ended up dying. It's like, oh God. Yeah. Those, those areas. It's like, so back to present day and I'm mowing the lawn and I'm going around and I mean, you know, we... Our, our family has had, um, we've had wasp and hornet issues in the past where there will be nests that are kind of nestled up in the, uh, act, uh, a close, uh, fucking A, the, the gutter area, the, the, aclo- the right. the, or right underneath, like, I think it's called the fascia or something that goes right, out, like, yeah. where the roof over, goes over the wall. Yeah. yeah, I can't think of the right name for it right now. But, yeah, so that's where normally the nests kind of tend to accumulate. And we tend to spot them pretty quickly because they're relatively obvious. So I'm mowing the lawn. And you've you've seen my lawn. It's, uh, it's what, like three quarters of an acre of just grass, a couple of trees and stuff like that. Beautiful grass, by the way. Beautiful backyard. I love your backyard. It's gorgeous. When I'm walking yeah. around LA, I just think, "Damn, I miss cutting the lawn, cutting grass, mowing the lawn." Oh, I just, I miss it. Yeah, and just, ah, uh, it's a, I miss it. All beautiful right. thing. So, so you're in your backyard, mowing present mowing day, mowing the lawn, going through, <laughs> going through, uh, line by line. Normally takes normally takes about anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half. Uh, if it's longer, could take up to two hours to mow the lawn. So you know, I'm just 
plugging through. Damn. I've got my well, you know, putting a couple good podcasts. Just do my thing. I've got my my push lawnmower or whatever, and I'm going by the center of the lawn, and suddenly, out of the blue, I feel like someone just like injected a syringe into my ankle, and I was like, <laughs> "What the hell?" Like, like did I like did I my lawnmower just like put up a piece of scrap like rock that just happened to be lying there and shoot into my leg. But it was just like intense. Mm -hmm. I look down and my biggest fear, I see this, this insect probably about a little less than a inch long, just on my leg and it's black. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Cause that's, that's what that's a, that's a wasp, isn't it? Because hornets are yellow and black, and bees are yellow and black. I think wasps are just black. And so it's on my leg, and I'm just like, fuck, it's a wasp! So, like, I just, like, freak out. I stop the lawnmower. I, like, run a couple ways. And I'm trying to, like, brush it off where it's stinging me, because it's clearly still stinging me. I brush it off, and then it goes (laughs) down lower on my leg and tries to sting me again. And so here, I'm just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And it turns out... And I didn't know this was a thing that, and I, I knew that there were, um, insects that burrowed in the ground. Apparently this nest was a little hole that they had developed over the past couple of weeks in the ground. And there was an entire hive because I walked back to it and there's suddenly all these little black insects just buzzing around and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh fuck no. You just, you just motherfucking bit me. You, you are like and you revealed your location if you would let me go on my way and mow the lawn you know no you encroached on their territory. no harm no foul but man you just declared war and so i get out the fucking bug spray man and i'm just like there will not be anything living in this hole after i'm done with it I just pour it on there but no dude like it hurts so bad like and it started swelling up immediately it was just like uh, and i still have it as well i have um compression socks on right now to kind of reduce the pain that i'm still feeling but it was like oh man i because uh, i literally i've never been stung by a bee a wasp a hornet a yellow jacket i've never been stung by any of those things and so this was the first time i was just like this fucking hurts this really really hurts <laughs> and so uh to to mitigate the pain uh, afterwards i'm just like oh fuck it so i just smoked a bowl and <laughs> <laughs> and it 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 actually did re- reduce the pain a little bit so i was able to finish mowing the lawn i, I told my dad he was upstairs it's just like yeah yeah there's you, you got you got you did got you tell, did you uh but did you tell Robert? I'm sure he would have made it his mission to get rid of those wasps. Uh, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He doesn't really explore the yard the way that I that I do. I, I like being out in the yard. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't think he would have cared too yeah, much. Yeah, but he but likes destruction. He does, yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't there. So I took it in my hands to, to take responsibility, to, to eliminate the threat, to neutralize. <laughs> I have this... Uh, and because my air conditioning unit is just slightly, it's just a little bit smaller than the width of the window. And so I just have this little space where it's completely open. And one time I'm sitting here in my apartment and I notice a, a hornet is flying around. 
and I knew immediately, I was like, oh shit, because you know they have that real, between their body and the abdomen is like that real long, thin, just right body right yep. there, you know? It's like, shit, it's got the big wings, it's huge. So I'm like, shit. And because it's just a little apartment, I can't just ignore it. It's It will eventually find me. And I feel bad because they don't really know what windows are. They know you can't just fly through it. And I'm thinking, dude, just fly back through the way that you came in, but that's not going to work. And so I try catching this thing. And so I try catching it by taking some plastic, and I'm holding plastic up, and I try and press it against the... Or no, I had a bag, actually. I had a bag. And I'm trying to catch this thing. And I spend probably 20 minutes trying to catch this thing. Oh, God. And... But then what ended up happening was, because it knew I was trying to catch it, it would, like, crawl kind of up in between the window and where the the blinds are, like, in the corner, so I couldn't really get to it. And so I have to wait, and then it come out, and I try and press the bag up against the window and close close it up against the window to try and capture it in the bag. And then it would be flying around the room, and i just try and catch it, almost like I had a butterfly net, you know, just try and... And it took forever, dude. And then I finally ca- caught it and let it outside. But it was one of those things where it's like, I can't do anything else unless I get rid of this hornet. And I'm not the type of person that's going to roll up a newspaper and just kill it. I had to capture and release. For a hornet. Wow. Yeah. You are are a true uh, pacifist. That that is remarkable. I, I, I don't, I never kill, I never kill insects. Unless. Mosquitoes? No mosquitoes? Unless. Mosquitoes, I'll try and bat them away, and if they if, if I get agitated, if I lose my cool, I'll smack one. And uh, flies, if I lose my cool with flies, I'll roll up a newspaper and whack one. But you can all what you can do too is I found that you can stun them. If you whack them with the newspaper, they go on the ground and they're stunned and they're paralyzed for like a minute, and then they can they move start moving their legs and they start flying around again. But yeah. Wow. I don't kill things. Wow. Holy cow. I thought I was pacifist. You are you are taking that to the next level. Yeah. And then I will say while we're on the subject of bees, uh one time where at the house I grew up in, um like my sister noted there were like one or two bees in my sister's room and we're like, What the heck? And then we noticed this tiny little hole in the corner of the ceiling. And if you walk up, if you stand in the corner, you can hear a little bit of buzzing. And so we had to call somebody. There was a beehive in our roof right above my sister's No kidding. Room. Yeah. A beehive. Yeah. Holy cow. Hopefully yeah. you got some honey from that. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't know how big it was, but I mean, the, yeah. guy, the guy that walked up there was dressed in his suit and everything. Yeah. I think he, he walked up there and then he... Went to his truck and he came back dressed in the whole garb. Because he saw, that one would yeah, wear. saw what was up. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's amazing. See, I have literally, I have nothing against bees. Bees are wonderful. I like. I would not have minded if I had gotten stung by a bee. I feel like bees are a great addition to any ecosystem. Like they pollinate. They're relatively passive. They don't mess with you unless you mess with them. And so, yeah, but. Speaking of speaking of nature, that was also something too that I've kind of paid attention to recently as well. Now the weather is nice. My God! So you know we've got those bird feeders around the yard, right? The the massive bird feeders, like 
three gallon bird seed type things. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. These birds do have in the past week have been devouring this bird seed. And I think it's like it's it's kind of a newer bird seed. There's some like berries, like dried berries and stuff in there. So they are up like looking out the window, there's probably about thirty birds. Uh, either on the ground or fighting for position on the bird feeder, just coming around. You got um, blue jays, robins, sparrows, <sighs> red winged blackbirds. Um, look, any uh, no pigeons, no pigeons. So that's great. But any bird that you can imagine. There's uh, crackles. There's uh, uh, just a bunch of different stuff. Oh, did I tell you about the raccoon? I didn't. I don't think I told you about the no. raccoon. This is this has been an ongoing saga with my family over the past couple of weeks now. This is kind of fun. So it was it was probably about two weeks ago, and I was in my car and getting my getting my wallet, I think it was. I was responding to a couple of texts while I was in there. And suddenly, out of the blue, I hear something under under the seat, like under the car, and I see a shape. It's dark, it's night, it's like Eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, so it's totally dark. The only thing is the light from the garage that's kind of sh- shining down. Comes out, sits down on the sidewalk, and I'm like, "Is that our cat? Is like our cat just like going?" But our cat doesn't go under the car, so I was really confused for a second. I looked at it; it's a fucking raccoon, and it was it was a pretty fucking large raccoon too. And it wasn't until the next day. When it was before sun, because raccoons are, like, nighttime creatures. They come out at night. But this was about 5 o'clock in the evening, and I go outside the next day at about 5 o'clock, and I look outside, and there is a raccoon the size of, I oh gosh, I, I don't know what the, the, it, the size of my tor- Like a wombat? Si- like a wombat-sized raccoon? Like a wombat-sized raccoon, the size of my torso. It was, like, a hefty... Like, he probably could have bowled me over if he had charged me or anything like that. But there's this massive raccoon that's just eating from under the bird seed, the bird feeders, eating the, the leftover bird seed and stuff like that, and just chomping, 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 chomping like that, and just hanging out there. Uh, I come out, I walk closer to it, doesn't really care, uh, get within yeah, 10 feet or something like that, scatters, goes away, but then comes back shortly after, it's just eating, it's like, I've never seen a raccoon this big, and it's like, oh, okay, so we have a raccoon now. Two days later, I'm back outside, and I'm walking down the sidewalk, and I hear rustling in the tree over to the side, I'm like, okay, so I know what a squirrel sounds like when it's in a tree, rustling leaves and stuff like that, you know, very small, very minimal rustling, these were pretty large rustles. I'm like, there's not just one. There's like two or three. I'm hearing like different rustling, but they're larger than squirrels. Like, wh- what is going on here? And so I just stop and I stand there for another 10 minutes, let the garage light go off. As soon as the garage light goes off, you've got that big raccoon come down, followed by little pint sized, like guinea, si- guinea pig sized little raccoon babies like, running across the field and, like, bouncing into each other and flipping over in the grass and stuff like that. And there were either three or four little baby raccoons that were following the mama. And I think the papa, who was the massive one that I'd seen the other day, was over at the other bird feeder trying to get food from there. But those four or five were, uh, were in the tree 
heard me coming and then just scattered off to the back of the yard. But I was like, I'd never seen anything like that before. It was a really cool experience. Because like, like I looked up in the tree. I'm like, that doesn't look like a squirrel because I, cause, uh, they were all frozen until the light went off and then yeah. they all scampered down. I'm like that is way too big for a squirrel. And they were all these little baby, yeah. little pint sized raccoons. It was adorable. I was, um, I was at the park the other day and out here in LA, I mean, there's other Wait, you... parts of the country too, but I'd never, what? Oh, I was going to say you have wildlife out on in LA area. <laughs> yeah. That, that surprises me more you than anything else. Of... <laughs> yeah. Outside of the, uh, derelict transients. Yeah. We've got some wildlife out here, <laughs> and, but, um, there, are uh, at, cause uh, in different parts, uh, when you're walking around town, if you happen to be in an area where there's a, where there's grass or dirt, you see holes. You see all these different burrowed holes that are from, I don't know, from prairie dogs or gophers or whatever it is. And at Runyon, Runyon Park, there's an area that's all grass that people go to to do yoga or to just lie down or whatever. And there are holes all over the place. Holes everywhere. <laughs> And so I'm lying down and I'm just hanging out and I, and I start to hear, I hear some activity and I'm like, what the heck? And I look over and I don't see anything, but I hear it and I see the grass. It's weird because I see the grass start to move up a little bit. It, it's almost as if, you know, you can tell one of them is underneath and they're pressing their head up against the um, dirt. And so the the grass, the grass from the surface just looks like it's kind of moving. No kidding. A little really? bit. Really? And I'm like, what the heck? And so I was like, oh, that's so crazy. And then the next day, I'm there again. And I've been here for a year and a half and I have never seen this before. And it's just now that I see it. And there's always been the holes there. But then I hear something like it's tearing grass away. And I look over. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I see one. And it grabs it, – it, it doesn't come out of the hole. It's just, just part of its head. And it grabs little pieces of grass and it goes down. It's, um, its behavior, it's always like it pops its head up just a little bit and then it goes down. It pops its head up just a little bit and then it goes down. It doesn't come out of the actual burrow like full body. And I was like, oh, this is so cool watching because I saw their head. I could see a couple of them come up, grab some grass, and then, like, go back down, like, to make a nest underground or something no like that. No kidding. Yeah. And then the crazy thing is I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I keep lying down. And then I get up later, pack my things, and I notice that the holes where they were are freshly covered with dirt. And I'm like, no way. These little guys, they have their holes. And then when they're not going to come out for a while, it looks like they grab a bunch of dirt to, to plug the hole. That's what it see Because I'm, I'm fairly certain wow. that I was not looking at different holes. And it looked like it was fresh dirt that was on top of what the hole was. But I just thought it was interesting. I was like, oh, man, I just love – I love watching animals be animals. Oh, it's amazing. And especially now that we've got the fountain, you know, any time of day you want to go out and just watch birds, like, washing themselves in clean water. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's just, it's the most amazing thing just to watch animals be animals. And the other thing I didn't know, I mean, I guess I never thought of it, 
until I was working at the park district a few years ago. I noticed a, I saw a squirrel in a tree. I'm like, what is this squirrel doing? And he was building a nest in the tree. I was like, I didn't think squirrels built nests in trees. I just <laughs> thought that. And I, was like, I guess I guess I never thought of it at all. Yeah. I mean, they're rodents, so I thought maybe they'd be underground. I don't know, but it was just strange. And I'm just watching him. I'm like waiting for the other guys to finish up, so I just have nothing but time. And then the next week, we go to the same park, and you can see that the nest has been completed and is a lot bigger. Wow! But it was just interesting. That's amazing. These little critters. Well, and, yeah. yeah, and that's the thing, too, is that with the, the whole little raccoon family, like, we definitely have a raccoon family in the in the neighborhood. We just don't know where the, the nest is. But, yeah, it, what they do to create that is just amazing because you just, yeah, <laughs> when, it comes to, when it comes to the suburbs, it's not exactly the most hospitable place to try and build a family. Like, it just, that's <laughs> not what happens. Yeah, but your backyard, but your area isn't like where i grew up like you have a lot of you have areas in your backyard in the surrounding neighborhood where like it's we, we there's not a lot of people yeah we are we are by so, the uh, great western trail too so there i guess there is a little more nature around us so but still it's really cool when you see uh, the craziest part though i was i was fully expecting ducklings from that story that i told months and months ago about the the line of ducks i think i'd sent you that video of right. the five ducks that were just wandering around not a not a single baby duck we actually haven't seen ducks since probably because the raccoons all scared them off oh wow another thing that i saw that was really cool was when i was working at the park district one morning we go to this park this it's got this huge open field and there are a couple geese in the park and then we're like oh shit look and off in the distance were two or three coyotes that were hunting them. You could see them off like several, like, I don't no know. No kidding. At l- probably at least 60 or 70 yards away. And you see that, you see with their body language, they're like kind of crouched down and they spread apart. And uh, they got, they were getting close. They were starting to run, but then the geese ended up seeing them and flying away. But it was just interesting to witness nature just unfold dude before your eyes it was so cool it is the most beautiful thing when you when you catch the full like what if humans were not here and you could just watch animals be animals with each other which is the craziest thing when you actually get to see it firsthand it's so cool (laughs) i've seen a, a video where this uh where like this panther had killed like a chimpanzee or an orangutan or something. And then you see it was like, oh shit, because it didn't realize that there was a little baby holding on to the mom that was just killed by the panther. And then and then you could see the body language completely change and the panther's like, oh, I, oh shit, I just fucked this up. <laughs> uh, this was completely unintentional. So it's cool because like you see in that video too, like there are laws that they abide by you know like except baboons baboons don't give a fuck i saw a video too where a lion was hunting or trying to defend itself and like these baboon the lioness like left its baby in the middle of the field to go hunt or something i don't know what it was and then these baboons just a baboon came through and just scooped up the baby lion and just killed that thing they're ruthless those guys are ferocious ruthless absolutely 
not like the Rufriki we know, <laughs> Rufiki or whatever his name was from Lion King. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not like that at all. Uh, no, it is it is kind of fun though to uh, to witness, uh, especially like on a minor level to that, watching the way that birds because we we've, we've got a lot of sparrows, so there's probably about ten sparrows to every other type of bird, and we have learned what the most mean other birds are. Red winged blackbirds, mean, very very mean, and then you've got uh, blue jays, also kind of mean. And uh, robins, robins are the worst. They will they will knock other birds off their off the perch if there's food available. It is the craziest thing to see, like the hierarchy, even in the bird kingdom, to be like, yeah, you you get out of the way. I've never seen a uh, robin and a blue jay go at it or something like that, or a red winged blackbird go at it. Like they all kind of are on that same tier, but those little sparrows. They better get out of the way because they they are going to suffer the consequences if they don't. <laughs> it's crazy. Whenever I um, whenever I just happen to see a robin or a blue jay, ever since I mean, I've lived in the Midwest pretty much my whole life, and anytime I've seen one, I'm like, oh shit, a robin or a blue jay. I they're so rare. At least in my neighborhood, they are extremely rare. Yeah, when they're flying around. But I don't know what bird it is, but it's just a plain Jane bird that's got like an orange. Uh, chest. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I don't know. If, is it an Oriole or it looks like an Oriole? I don't know. It could. It could. It's like black. It could be a red winged blackbird, possibly. I know those are popular in the Midwest. I don't know. But... It's a dime a dozen. It's nothing special. But those are the only birds I see. Yeah. Well, the so we have we have probably about six or seven robins that just hang out. We've got probably what? one or two blue jays, which the. Freaking coolest thing. Like, seriously, it's so cool to see these birds. The robins, oh my god. So after I got stung and kept mowing the lawn, I was going out towards the front, and there was a robin, I guess. I don't know if he had a nest somewhere, but he was, like, hopping alongside while I was mowing. Like, hopping alongside about six feet away from me, would not fly away, just kept hop, 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 and just stayed there the entire time that I was mowing and just... Like was follow, really? following me back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, you're you're a bold little guy. You are you are very uh, <laughs> not afraid of anything. But dude, so many robins. We have so many robins. It's amazing. I love it. I um, I was gonna say I can't wait to hang out in your gazebo. I might try and come back before winter because like oh, your gazebo is just so kick-ass bro come come back but come, uh, come back before late fall you'll get to see all these incredible birds every like there are new birds that are coming there on a daily basis my my dad has a uh, book of birds and so every time a new bird comes we always check and see what type of bird it is because we're getting these new variations of very wild wildlife type birds that are just coming to our um, lawn and feeding off the bird feeders because we have we have the best food around. We're 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 the dining place to envy. I still tell uh, I still tell people now and then I can't remember what the trigger is, but something comes up and I'll say, "Oh yeah, my friend uh, back home, you know, he's got this cat." And then when the cat goes out of the house. All of the birds, you know, start chirping away to alarm one another that the killer cat has uh, entered the arena and is looking for a kill. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the squirrels, too. Don't forget the squirrels. Squirrels are are, more 
attentive. Yeah, our cat's uh, still a killer. I think he ended up decapitating a, a bird recently. Had, had your cat – I can't remember if I asked. Has your cat ever uh, killed a bird and then brought it inside the house? No. We have managed to keep any um, flying creature – well, actually, no. I think we've managed to keep any animal that he's killed from coming inside. He tries. He tries. But – it's it's hard when because he's a, he's a relatively small cat so when his mouth is filled with a bird <laughs> we tend to notice it so we we have managed to avoid that luckily but yeah it's uh it's a trip man that's so crazy that I mean you'd think because birds are so evasive that there's an animal out there that could hunt a bird that can just run up a tree in silence. Or is quick enough to jump in the air and and grab one as it's flying. Snap like, him off! What? Sma- snap him off a bird feeder! Yeah, absolutely insane! Absolutely insane! I and even he's what he's getting to be seventeen years old now. That cat, and he's still hunting. He's still he spends most of his time during the summer outside, just looking at animals, looking for that perfect opportunity. So I th- I think that he's gotten one this summer. I believe, but yeah, he even in his old age, he's still he'll still climb up trees, he'll still do all this random stuff, and it's like, don't you have arthritis or something? Like, come on, man. Will your cat run outside in the snow if it's not too cold? If it's like thirty five degrees or something like that, will uh, it run around in the he snow? He used to. He used to. He doesn't really do that anymore. I, I think that he avoids he avoids inclement weather whenever he can. So. I think he acknowledges his age, which means he's not losing his mind, <laughs> which is good, because you never know. Right. Once the mind starts going, they can just wander off and disappear forever. Yeah. But, um, so did you have anything else? I had one more thing, so I wasn't sure if you had. Uh, no, I didn't really, I mean, not, no, I mean, a couple of things, but at this point, aside from the fact I that mean, this whole entire episode has almost been devoted to animal life. <laughs> Which is a great thing. It's wonderful. Yeah. Aside from the fact that I'm like sweating balls right now. Oh my god. Yeah, me too. So I always have to turn my right AC now. unit yeah, off. Yeah, I know my fans off right now, and it's like oh, even in the basement, it's it's still very warm. Um, it's warm. So so just really briefly, I don't know if you'd heard anything about the uh, the military deployment to various cities that's incoming. I have not heard about this. You haven't heard about it. Okay, so... But let me ask you this. Right. Before we continue, yes. is this something that's going to take up another 20 or 30 minutes? Because I am I am dying right now of this heat. No, this is... So if you want to wrap up this episode, we, I am cool with that. Okay, so all, all I'm going to say is that uh, Portland has been invaded by federal, federal uh, military personnel that's been detaining people in unmarked vehicles without insignias of what military branch that they're representing and they're coming to a city near you so chicago is first on the checklist to send unmarked uh military personnel to detain random people in the city but if they're unmarked do you think they're hired by the feds you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. Like no, maybe no, no. they're in the they, military, they, but they're yeah. being paid. They're, they're it's a private organization they're, they're, or something. They're immigration. Like that. They're coming up from the the border to um, enforce. Uh, not even enforce, just to to detain protesters, even if it's without cause. Um, so yeah, 
there's going to be a lot of, I have a feeling if our dear president, dear leader, uh, ends up, uh, pulling the trigger that LA could probably be seeing some unmarked, uh, military personnel patrolling the streets and just arresting random people, which seems to be a popular uh, thing that they're doing right now. So, yeah, I'm just like, fucking A. I, and, and I don't want to spend much time on this because it's fucking, it's it's insane. It's like, I don't know why no, more people aren't talking about this, but uh, it, Trump has targeted Chicago as the next one that he's going to send. Portland was first, and they've, and here's the crazy part, is that they whisk people away in unmarked vans, take them to a courthouse, and then release them like two hours later without charges, without a reason for being arrested. No record, no nothing. They just let them go. And I like I don't know if it's a intimidation tactic, but it's something that he's gonna try and employ most likely in the next couple of weeks. So fun stuff. They just arrest people, bring them to a courthouse and then release if them. If they are within if they are part of a protest, even if it's peaceful, then you very well could be whisked off the street and taken to a random location and told that uh nothing nothing told totally nothing interesting yeah so fun stuff that, that's all that's all i want to say about that i i was just very irritated about that and it's like fuck if they come to huh. chicago i like i haven't been a part of any of the protests yet but fuck if they come to chicago i will fucking be sure as hell to be out there They're... in my clerical Man. in my clerical collar and being a part of that so I saw uh, a video the other day. It may have been in Portland or Seattle. I can't remember where it was, but just the unnecessary, completely unnecessary aggression towards a guy that was in a wheelchair, and they like whooped his ass and they arrested him. And it's like, dude, they, they did. He's not like, what are you doing? They did that with a seventy-year-old veteran, and then also on Sunday night, there was a, there was a so. There was a group that was created called uh, Moms for Peace or something like that, Moms Against uh, Violence or or something like that. And there was about 50 moms, mothers, some of whom were pregnant, who ended up creating a chain link arm-in-arm separating themselves from the paramilitary forces, the literally the Gestapo, which is... A, right? No, no, yeah. no. It's, it, it is an abbreviation for secret state police, which is literally yeah. what is happening right now. The the Gestapo and the protesters behind them, and they just linked hands. Guess what the Gestapo did? Whoop their ass. They tear gassed them and flashbanged them. Pregnant women. Like, wow. this is the fucking country that we're living Fuck. in right now. Where we have a... The President of the United States is ordering paramilitary forces to gas and flashbang pregnant women and mothers trying to maintain the peace within the protest. It's like, we're living in a fucking, fucking alternative universe right now. It just, I I can't get over it. So, so on that note, Uh, on that note thank you for joining us and Stu and Thought we will see you next week we hope you we hope you enjoyed (laughs) yeah episode 146 (laughs) goodbye goodbye